And it's time for another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast with your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, Buford, and goodness knows who else. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. Tonight, on a very special episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast, we recorded live from the Cumberland Mountain Fall Festival in Middlesboro, Kentucky, and... This episode was recorded live in a booth at a festival, so there's a lot of interruptions and folks walking up, you'll hear some edits, and we might leave some of the conversations in, but just wanted to let you know, this is not your standard episode of us sitting around on the couch. It's out in the world, live. Enjoy. And welcome back to glorious downtown Boogertown. I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. And I'm Diamond Jim. And you're back on another episode of the Hillbillies and the Holler podcast. And we are not in Boogertown today. We're actually in Middlesboro, Kentucky at the Cumberland Mountain Fall Festival. Coming to you live. Well, I mean, it's a couple weeks ago probably now by the time you listen to it. But what is this town called? Middlesboro, Kentucky, also known as Crater City. Crater City? Yeah, a uh, uh, meteorite hit here. Meteor... I, meteor hit this place? Yeah. I knew they was calling for a hurricane, but... Yeah, well, Bad weather over here. That's, a, that's some hail damage right there. Hail damage. That's why the $6 million man lives here. That's right. This is the hometown of, uh, of Lee Majors. <laughs> we can rebuild him. We have the technology. Nowadays, he'd be the $6 billion man. Yeah. $6 million man right now would what? It's another knee and a hip, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! So it's uh, Saturday morning, October the first, and we—it's uh, the second day of the festival. We're up here. At Diamond Jim's doing his salt making demonstration this afternoon, and Boo Boo and I are going to be on the uh, uh, stage with uh, Jim before that, uh, doing some comedy. And last night we got to introduce some rock bands, including the band Hinder, and uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, was neat when everybody turned their uh, flashlights on, we did a selfie with them. Yeah, we did a <laughs> selfie from stage. We told everybody to lean in and light up their phones. And so that's on our Facebook page. You can go on there and look at it. Turn on your phone light. <laughs> Let it shine wherever you are. We just sit right here. We're what, about an hour or so from them opening up. The, I mean, we're right in the middle of the highway. This is what's wild is they got vendors up and down the street as far as the eye can see on the sidewalks. And the only booth in the middle of this highway is us. Yeah, we're sitting in a tent in the middle of the street. I hope they ain't trying to get out of paying us. <laughs> you Washington County, Kentucky. We're sitting in the middle of the road like a bunch of hillbillies that don't know no better. Well, I guess we are. Yeah, we did a little, uh, some videos that's going up on the Hillbillies and the Holler on Facebook. and We'll try to get them up on TikTok and the other places, too. But check that out. You can see where we're parked right in the middle of the highway here. Hey, the light just turned green. Watch out, boys. Here they come. <laughs> that's crazy. But we're having a big time up here. Lots of good food. We had some of them gyros. I tell you what, I can I can clean a plate, but I just I I got halfway into that one. Oh, Jim. great day in the morning. There's more food there in ten hillbillies are to be able to eat. Yeah, but I I somehow finished my plate. <laughs> if you looked this clean, I think I have styrofoam too. <laughs> I was burping up styrofoam this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the theme to the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> At least it went to cue ball. That's. That's what. How you doing, boy? All right. I told her I said, I won't come in the brown jug. You won't watch <laughs> in the brown jug? You got that head. You ain't the law, are you? 
He don't look like the law. You ain't the law. You know you got to admit it if you are. Hey, you know I've drunk more moonshine? You've drunk more moonshine? Than I have beer. <laughs> Man, he's got a Kentucky Wildcats shirt on. That's one of my favorite jokes. I, I got to tell you this. There was a fellow went to a ball game at Rupp Arena. The whole place was just packed, but there was, was a empty, there was an empty seat between him and this little old lady. And he said, ma'am, reckon whose seat that is? I think it's the only empty seat in the place. She said, it was my husband's. We had season tickets, never missed a game, but he's passed on now, so I have to come alone. And he said, well, that's horrible. Don't you have any friends or family could have come with you? She said, no, baby, they're all at the funeral. <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. a Wildcats fan right there. Hey, they're playing Ole Miss today. Oh, football, yeah. We're kind of surprised that the, anybody here, we figured it'd be dead this morning. Oh, I'll just get into the basketball. Just not watching football. I mean. Yeah, to me, football is like watching the Hatfields and McCoys fight over a pig. It's interesting to watch, but I don't care who gets the pig. That's me. You know, when it comes to basketball, I'm hurt. <laughs> I used to love to play basketball when I was a youngin'. But I live up in the Poor Valley in the Booger Town. We play tackle basketball. You hit me tough play basketball up there. I got to play that too, let me tell you. <laughs> tackle basketball. Tackle basketball. <laughs> no, no blood, no foul. No blood. No blood, no foul. That's it. If you didn't get a foul, you forget it. That's awesome. That's how my wife, Beulah Dane, she says, but did you die? <laughs> did kids, mama, mama, did he kids, 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 did you die? <laughs> no, That's great. Woo. Well, y'all have a big time. Enjoy the festival. We're going to be on that stage down there at 5 o'clock. Doing com don't, comedy. Bluegrass music. We yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be hilarious if we were doing bluegrass. Now we, might, now, now, we might do a verse or two of Where Oh, Where Are You Tonight. We've, we've, been, we've been known to do that. We'll see you down there. Thank you. Oh, my uncle was a made bluegrass music over Leatherwood. The Leatherwood Mountain Boys. Never heard of them. Sounds good. I know. I know. I know. I like the name. Leatherwood Battlefield like that area. I hate that way down. Yeah. That's a cool look. That's a cool sounding name. I love it. The Leatherwood, Leatherwood Mountain Boys. There was, a, there was a Civil War battle photo they call the Battle of Leatherwood. Is that what you're talking about yeah. over? Hiding, is that what that's near? I've done, I've did my, I've did my living history stuff over at that battlefield reenactment for the school kids they bring in there. We talked to 1,600 school kids in one day. Believe me, you talk about being hoarse when it was over with. Great day in the morning. Because he had talked to them one at a time. Yeah, yeah, it was a hard, long day, buddy. <laughs> that's great. Well, Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, BigfootSearchGear.com and the Leatherwood Mountain Boys. <laughs> Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there, somewhere? He may be hiding, but you don't have to. Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains, as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. 
Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25. BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? We didn't even open up the town yet. They, they just stepped over the rope again. <laughs> Not as much people, though. It really is. It's a beautiful area. It is quaint. I, I'm impressed with this area. The, the, it's beautiful. You see the mountains and the clouds and the... Oh, it is. And everybody's so nice and friendly. I worked over here 30 years ago, and people so nice. I hope none of them remember me because we kind of... Anyway, I worked over here 30 years ago. I had a cousin that was here three to five. Three to five, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, we're, we're right here at the point where Tennessee, Virginia, and Kentucky meet. And uh, we're in, it's Middlesboro, Kentucky, which I always thought was funny because it ain't in the middle. It's right on the edge, <laughs> right on the point. But uh, the Cumberland Gap is just over the hill from us here. And that's where um, my great-great-great-grandfather got captured during the Civil War. He was in the 55th Georgia Infantry. And uh, they... Uh, Got captured up there and spent. He spent the rest of the war in a POW camp, Camp Douglas in Chicago. And when the war was over, he had to walk home to South Georgia, nine hundred miles. Took him three months, but he made it. But I thought they had a train that brought him down. Oh, they would have. They would have given him transportation home if they'd signed an oath of allegiance. But they weren't going to do that. No, they called that swallowing the dog. And they I've were, heard it swallowing a dog. They'd rather walk 900 miles rather, than get on that train, yeah. sign well, that paper. You, you think about this. Now, here's the deal. The, the, the Confederate Congress signed a conscription act early in the war that said every man 18 to 35 had to sign up or he was going to get drafted. But my ancestor was 34, had a family, farm, didn't own any slaves. He didn't have a dog in the fight, but he had to fight. And they, what they did was if you joined, you could form your own unit from your county. And so the boys from Randolph County, Georgia, formed the 55th Georgia Infantry. They all went together. They all got captured together. They all went to prison together. When they got out, you want to be the one guy that took the transportation home? Oh, you'd get there months before the rest of the guys, but you better be gone when they got back. They wouldn't know. So they, it was a, it was one of them things where just everybody's going to do it's whatever. like a scarlet letter kind of thing. Exactly. You showed up, you had a mark on you. Exactly. No, you was a traitor. And so they, they all walked home, the ones that survived. A lot of them didn't. 6,000 men died in Camp Douglas. And the numbers are kind of squidgy. We don't know for sure. Some some uh, historians put it at 2,000, others say six. But that part of the reason that they uh, don't know for sure is there was unscrupulous uh, morticians there in, in Chicago that were taking money to bury the bodies, and then they'd take them and dump them in Lake Michigan and reuse the caskets and sell them to the government over and over and over again. Now, I knew they were out of Memphis, Tennessee, they was... They would load them up on the boats and take them up the boat, and they had that big crash. Or, oh, the, or, the, uh, the uh, Sultana. That was the greatest maritime disaster in U.S. history. It happened uh, in uh, April of 65, uh, but nobody remembers it because it was the same month that the war ended and the same month that Lincoln got killed, so there was just so much going on. It's like like Farrah Fawcett. Slow news day. Yeah. Farrah Fawcett's death didn't get any attention because she died the same day that Michael Jackson did, you know? And that's the same kind of thing. So over 3,000 men died. Actually, this is a funny story, Jim. You'll like this. There was three. There were six fellows on that ship from Sevier County. Three of them got killed in the explosion, and uh, three of them survived. One of the boys that survived was swimming in the water, men screaming, horses, everything, you know. And uh, this guy, then, yeah, it was just a nightmare. And this guy grabbed a hold of this horse and was trying to get it to go to shore. And the horse was panicking and was trying to swim back to the boat. 
and he saw a dead mule floating by. So he let go of that live horse and jumped on that dead mule, and the dead mule floated to the land. He said that was the best horse trade ever made, <laughs> a live horse for a dead mule. Now, was he a Ware or Ogle or a was well, he, he was a, a, a kin to Jerry Ware's wife. I think it was her great-uncle or great-great-uncle. But uh, so I don't know if, what which family he was, what the name was. But uh, I know. His- but the whole deal was they just wanted to go home, and they said, "No, you got to go to Chicago." Right. These were all guys that had been in Andersonville Prison, and they were part of Ohio units because the guys that left East Tennessee to fight about fifty-one thousand men left East Tennessee to fight in the Union, and they all went up and joined Ohio regiments. Well, they wanted to turn them loose in Ohio, and they said, "Can we just walk from here? It's the same distance to walk home from here as it is from Ohio." And they said, "Oh no, we got to get you up there to Ohio, let you go, because they were getting paid for every man they put on that oh, ship, yeah. and, and they that put about ship can only hold how many? Oh, it was yeah, it was had about five times as many men as it should have had, and sixty miles north of Memphis, it blew up. And that was it. I bet he walked home from there. Oh yeah, <laughs> can't no. believe they hadn't made a movie about that." Yeah, it's one of the things that most people don't even never even heard of the Sultana disaster. Same uh, was it the same day that Lincoln was assassinated? No, same month. Same month. We're yeah. talking about some Kentucky trivia. There used to be a TV show called "So You Think You Know Who You Are." They'd take celebrities out, do their genealogy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen well, that. there was a certain famous Kentucky lady. Her family were singers, and she's an actress. I won't mention no names, but they brought her. Rhymes with okay. crud, yeah, something like that. <laughs> but. Um, they bought her to Saltville because her, uh, one of her granddaddies was in the Yankees that attacked Saltville in 1864, trying to shut down the salt works. And they had her up there filming her, and they said, and she was going on, said, oh, my poor great-granddaddy got wounded here at Saltville. My thought was the son of a gun had no business being there to start with. So that's what I think about that. This all we got left. We about sold out yesterday. I saw it here. Oh, awesome. They let us come back. They let us come back. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I uh, I love that show. They the uh, uh, who do you, so you think you know who you are, or whatever it is. Some of them was pretty interesting. Yeah, there was some really neat stuff. One of the one of the actresses. The, the little kids. I already have it. There's, what? He said what? One, I already have it. <laughs> what's that? A shirt? Yeah. Oh. He walked by. He said, "I've already got that." <laughs> well, we are pretty big. You know, we're we're kind of a big deal. Um, but yeah, no, uh, one of the actresses they had on there, uh, I forget who it was, but she found out she had a grandmother that was one of the, uh, 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 victims of the Salem witch trials. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. She, uh, where been, was that? She had been Salem. accused. <laughs> yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, it was over, Louis. that's north of Bristol, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you bug you back, I see. There you go. There's, uh, get that jug out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> that girl I'm talking to up in Cincinnati. First few days we're talking, and I'm talking about it. And she said, she started laughing. I said, what? She said, I noticed every time you say, she said, you don't just say Yankee. You say, damn Yankee. I said, I'm sorry. It's ingrained in me. <laughs> it's in your DNA. And that's a, a golf cart with police. They've even got lots on that golf cart. Yeah. Yeah. That's a genuine police That's vehicle. a police car. That'd be real embarrassing to get arrested and, and to tote it away in a golf cart. Uh, hey. You, the only thing worse would be a bicycle cop. Probably make you sit on the handlebars. And be at the villages. That's it. You're <coughs> under arrest. Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> Do you remember there used to be a commercial on the show, that guy driving through the mountains north of Kleiner in that big Hemi Charger, and a Volkswagen rabbit police car pulls him over, and he's going, I can't believe it's a rabbit. <laughs> I had a cousin who was a county cop up home, and he wrecked so many cars, they put him in a Volkswagen Rabbit. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Cousin Scooney, he was a mess. I had a cousin who was a lawman. 
He was a low man. He was a low man. I was dealing, he when was I when man. I was doing the promotional stuff at the resorts. I, I was go after the guy that's talking about Alcatraz East. And I say, if you, I tell you, what you do in those things, you get up and you say a little nice thing about the person before you, and then you introduce the person after you, say something nice about them, kind of keeps the flow going. So I always tell people, I go, you need to go see that uh, Alcatraz thing. I said, uh, my uh, my wife loves those shows like uh, CSI and, and uh, Investigation. I'm sorry, my book, sir. Yeah, right yeah. sure. I said, I was my mind. <laughs> she likes that Investigation Discovery. I said that just bothers me when she starts sizing me up and making notes. <laughs> How much do you weigh? How do you spell arsenic? <laughs> and I said, but you know, there's a picture of my cousin in that museum. And everybody laughs and I go, he was a lawman. He's a, yeah, it was a, the, uh, my cousin, uh, uh, Bob Alcorn was on the posse that killed Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, wow. That is interesting. And the, and the reason he was on that posse was because when Clyde was 15 years old, Bob was the first law officer that had ever arrested him. He for, and it was for stealing my great-great-grandfather's chickens. I'll be there. The son of the man that walked home from Chicago had moved to Dallas and was a chicken farmer. And when Clyde was 15 years old, he stole my grandfather's chickens. And he called his nephew that was a law officer, said, I want you to get out here and arrest these boys. And he came in there and arrested Clyde and Buck. And uh, so years later, they put him on the posse because he could definitely – that's definitely him. That is he wild. Wow. So have you seen the- Clyde Barrow started his life of crime stealing from my family, and we, by golly, put an end to it, too. Have you seen the wow. uh, movie with uh, Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson? Yes, it was good great, movie, good it was great. Movie. You know what I liked about that movie? Because it did not glorify Bonnie and Clyde. It showed them for the animals they were. They were cold-blooded, nasty and the killers. The manipulation they did on the communities as a Robin Hood. Oh yeah, tried to make them like they were Robin Hood. They weren't yeah. Robin Hood. They were just they were just scum. That's it. Just scum. scum. Trash. Yeah. They and the, and the thing is, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but this, back in those days, a law officer just carried whatever pistol he had at home. Exactly. He didn't have, and they they yeah, they well, they issue broke doing GI issue. No, and they broke into a National Guard armory, armory and stole Browning automatic rifles. They had them out gunned. Yeah, oh yeah. But when Bob and the, and the, and Frank Hamer and and Manny Galt and <clears> them uh, uh, caught up with them, they had BARs. Yeah, I love. I don't know how authentic it was, but the scene in the movie where he walks into the store. And starts buying automatic weapons off the wall. And the guy said, which one you want? I want all of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's great well, stuff. I'll tell you what was definitely authentic about that movie, The Highwaymen. They filmed that shootout scene in the very location where it actually oh, happened. Man. Wow. They That's act- one movie I can watch over and over. I really like it. it. Very good. Very good. And they got a good act. I like the guy they got to play Bob. He did good. And they even referenced the chicken theft yeah. in the scene with Clyde's daddy. In her, in her, yeah. They, they even s- talk about it. In he said if he hadn't stolen them chickens, well, those were my great-great-grandfather's chickens. That Peter, Peter awesome. Allen Spurlock. That is awesome. Well, you know, Cornbread Carl's a uh, uh, close relative to Dillinger. Oh, wow. I could see that. He kind of looks like him. He does look like him. We had a boy boy that worked at the comedy barn uh, years ago that was, uh, uh, who, who, who thinks he may be the illegitimate great grandson of Dillinger because Dillinger hid out at his grandparents, the great grandparents farm. Uh-huh. And, uh, his, uh, he thinks his grandfather might've been Dillinger's boy instead of his granddaddy's classic farmer daughters. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they come to the, you're going to have to sleep in the barn. <laughs> So there's a great joke for you. This sale, salesman's driving down the road and his car breaks down. He stops at the farmhouse and says, can I spend the night? And the farmer said, yeah, but you got to sleep with my son. He said, wait a minute, I'm in the wrong joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> Need some coffee to go with that one. <laughs> Two hours coffee. Hello. 
Oh, Scott's Irish coffee. <laughs> Scott's Irish. Got some moonshine in it. Oh, my goodness. Those clouds sitting in here. We're just... There's some people sneaking through here while they're setting up the booths and everything, but we're here in Middlesbrough, Kentucky at the Cumberland Mountain Fall Festival. And I'm going to tell you what, you ain't lived until you've sat in the middle of a road in Kentucky with a moonshine still <laughs> and, <laughs> and the cops everywhere totally walking totally by fun. and we, we're just saying, we're making hand sanitizer, officer. And there comes the queen, look yonder. What well, was funny? He said, <laughs> said, what's in them jars? And Diamond Jim says, apple butter. <laughs> Had to paint the jars. <laughs> Had to paint them jars. Don't, don't put too much on your toast. It'll get soggy. <laughs> and don't light it. Don't yeah. drop them. Don't, don't drop don't, them. Don't put it near an open flame. <laughs> Apple butter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, speaking of coffee, let's take a break for a word from our sponsor, coffeeandsugar.com. Today's episode is brought to you by coffeeandsugar.com. That's K-A-W-F-E-E-A-N-D-S-U-G-A-R, coffeeandsugar.com. Home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15% off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the Hillbillies in the Holler sent you. And we're back. All right. We're at the Cumberland Mountain Fall Festival, having a big time in Middlesbrough, Kentucky, the magic city, Crater City. Crater City. Yes. Apparently, a long time ago, a meteorite hit here and made a big crater, and we're sitting in the middle of it, in the middle of the road. Where the dinosaurs are gone. Maybe that's why they call it Middlesbrough. They put us in the middle of the road. <laughs> we are. We're literally, we're the only ones in the highway. Everybody's on. They wouldn't let us get on the sidewalk with everybody else. Well, no, no, Side we'll put you on the middle where we can see you. I mean, look. Keep an eye on you, boys. And the red light just turned green again. <laughs> that's kind of wild sitting here. We're doing the traffic report. And the light's green. <laughs> now we can see where everybody's parking up on that side of the mountain. And the, they're all waiting behind. They're minutes away. There's going to be a lot of people today. Look at everybody waiting to get in. Right. Did you tell that story yet on uh, the podcast about the guy proposing to the girl on the racetrack? Yes. I, did you I couldn't remember if you told that last week or not. Jim, you didn't hear it, did you? I ain't heard it yet. Well, anyway, uh, you'll have to hear it twice if you go back and listen to it again. What happened was uh, last Monday, I was on that redneck, the redneck bus, redneck comedy bus, and there's a couple on there that had got married the Saturday before, so it's their honey, honeymoon. I said, how'd you propose? And he said, well, she's a amateur race car driver, and uh, I proposed to her at the race car track. And I said, well, How'd you do that? He said, well, I had to ask her two uncles, her daddy and her brother and her mom for her hand in marriage. And they all said the same thing. If you're going to propose to her, you better make it special and do something different. And so he said, I did the race car track. I said, while she's racing. He said, yes. I said, how'd they do that? He said, well, they had the PA system and put me in the middle of the track with a microphone. And of course, bye-bye. And I'm like, did it go like this? Will you... Mary, wait a minute. There's, a, there's a yellow flag. There's a yellow flag. There's, there's a yellow flag. Caution. <laughs> caution flags out. Yeah, for Got to wait ten minutes for her to get back around. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then she goes around and goes, "What? <coughs> Will you 
four other drivers accepted his proposal before she even got understood what he was saying. And he goes, man, she goes, you're talking to me. <laughs> goes around again. Well, you. <laughs> Slow down. We're going to tell that one on stage today. You. <laughs> Mary. Can't even say Mary. Go, Mary. Re. Me. Oh, it'd be funny if her name was Mary. Mary. <laughs> Would you marry me, Mary? <laughs> be sad if her answer was no and she'd just run him over. <laughs> I think it's a no. <laughs> no. She's like, give me two more laughs. <laughs> Who has more fun than us? Whatever they're doing is probably illegal. More fun than a barrel of monkeys. You know, that doesn't sound much fun, really. Or which side of barrel you're on. I'm saying, especially if you're the monkey on the bottom. <laughs> hey, guys, I had an idea. Down there, they got a display. Guys, they've got everything down here in this town. And they've got these, uh, like, aquariums down there with these little tiny fish. Apparently, it's a big deal in Asia where, like, you know, instead of a pedicure, you take you. Uh, shoes and socks off, throw your pants leg up and stick your feet in there and they eat the dead skin off your feet. Yeah. Guys, we need to do that with carp. We need a big old <laughs> barrel of carp and we just sit there and laugh. <laughs> Did you get the dead skin? Yeah, and one of my toes. <laughs> it's all fun until the carp starts floating on top of the water. Though, so. uh, that carp's tough, I tell you. <laughs> you know, there's people that like to eat that stuff. Well, there's no man told me one time smoke carps as good as smoked salmon if you ain't got no salmon. So that's right. You know, uh, oh, speaking of salmon, now here I found this out recently in my research. You'll get a kick out of this. You know, we all grew up in the South eating salmon patties all the time. Do you know why? It's because of a vitamin deficiency that was rampant in Appalachia called pellagra. It's a vitamin uh, B three or what niacin deficiency. So like scurvy or rickets, you get this, but you get a rash. And some people say it's where redneck came from because it was the red rash on the necks. I don't think that's true. I think it had more to do with sunburns. But anyway, the um, the U.S. government subsidized Alaskan fisheries to make canned salmon affordable here in the South so they could fight that niacin deficiency. And that's why we grew up eating salmon patties and ain't a salmon within 100 miles of here. Hey there, how y'all doing? How you doing? I'm all right. Look at that shirt. I love hot moms. I do too. They gave them to us for free to advertise for them. Well, hey, go see if I've got a 4X. Where are the hot, the hot moms are wanting you to advertise for them? Where's the hot moms booth at? I've seen several walk by, but... Uh... We didn't know they had a booth. Here, help us out. Tell people that we're awesome. Got a cousin back home uh, makes them. He's a freehand. He's at the wood burner. Yeah. Old boy's town. He kills me. He's like that bush you hit a feller on TV painting them happy little trees and stuff, you know? And that's apple butter. That's apple butter, Yeah. <laughs> Made the traditional way in copper. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> only way you can. Only costs a little bit more to go first class. You can't hide money. Hey, <laughs> jugging up that apple butter. <laughs> Thank you. Get me one of them hot mom shirts there, brother. <laughs> Let us know where their booth is. How you doing? Howdy. How doing great. Thank you. Could you pass me my books again since it's quit sprinkling? Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've been... Uh, they're getting ready to open up this festival. They're all there's some people sneaking in. Hurricane Ian Look was hitting. Up behind that gate down there. Wow, this is gonna be a big day. Hurricane Ian was hitting the coast uh, yesterday, and uh, um, South Carolina coast, and we had the the 
clouds coming over the mountains and we were afraid we were going to get a storm and it just never did hit we just got a pretty sunset out of the deal and uh, now this morning it's just kind of misty and cool but it's a nice day do the weather report from Boogertown weatherman <laughs> the Boogertown weatherman Rain wild out here at Savier Valley <laughs> hey there how you doing how you doing okay good Oh, we're just finer than frog hair split four ways. Yes, ma'am. Ready for this thing to start. We're, we're looking forward to it. All right, so uh, let's see, where were we? We were in Middlesbrough. <laughs> I believe we in the middle of the road yeah. in Middlesbrough. Uh, we need to make a video. The videos will be turning out better than this. <laughs> I said, we're right in the middle of the highway. We're looking at the light change degree. <laughs> we're right next to the funnel cake stand and the snow cone stand. I ain't going to sell many. Lord, did you see that well, line last night? I'd like to own We I'd watched like this old fella. in that little place. He I looked believe. like Berman. He looked like Berman. I, I came around the corner. We got off stage, uh, the main stage, and, and, and he's in the back of the line. I th I'm thinking to myself, that looks like Berman. <laughs> well, we're down here, and uh, I, I look at my watch. We're, you know, we're 45 minutes having to get back on stage again, and the guy's only half, he's moved halfway up. Yeah. I don't know what they're selling there, but I like the part of it. I think he was in line for 45 minutes. Yeah, that's that's well, hey, y'all there. Oh, all right, how are you? Wonderful, thank yeah. you. You know, I, I, I worry about that sometimes. I say, did we already tell that story? But then I think, you know, we listen to Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. He repeats himself he every episode. He repeated himself all the time. It's the same episode every time. I don't know if I've told this story, and then he tells the yeah. same story. But Some say it was a... Yeah. Orange. Some say it was a tangerine. <laughs> I just know citrus was involved. <laughs> he was. Rest his soul, man. It's been a hard year for comedy. Oh, we've lost so Harry many. Norm MacDonald, Bob Saget. Gilbert oh, Gilbert 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 Gilbert. That Burton Reynolds impression he'd do. Oh, yeah. Especially when he's Norm. Yeah. Best. That was Reynolds. Always popping that gum. Guy's funny, huh? My, 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 <laughs> favorite, my favorite thing he ever did is that was when they were doing the screen tests for Pulp Fiction. And Burt Reynolds playing uh, the uh, John Travolta part. Yeah. He's like, you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in uh, Europe? It's called a Royale with cheese. <laughs> a Royale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But Howie Mandel is still doing fine. Howie Mandel so still rest doing fine. easy, Gator. As long as we got Howie Mandel, we're going to make it. Oh, my goodness. I've seen something this time I think about. James Taylor just made it. This come out before Betty White passed away and said, uh, Hey there, how y'all doing? Doing good, good. Thank doing you. good. Got a cousin back home makes him. He freehands that the wood burn. Old Booger's talented. Yeah, he is. Pretty. You know, uh, Betty White was born before they, the bread slicing before machine. Bread, yeah. So, sliced bread is the best thing since Betty White. <laughs> oh! Okay, here's the story I was going to tell. I, I saw, I read this somewhere. It said, "Is this the Huh? No. Yeah. It said like the barren wasteland. You see a hooded figure walking across the barren wastelands, and all of a sudden you see another figure off in the distance. They come together, and the other figure is Keith Richards, and the first figure in the hood is Betty White. She pulls back her hood, looks at him, and says, "There can be only one." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I saw a picture where uh, Keith. Richards was uh, rocking a little baby to sleep. Somebody says, young Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite one I saw was, it said, uh, it was a picture of Willie Nelson. 
And he said, the young people of today really need to think about what kind of world they're going to leave for me and Keith Richards. That's right. <laughs> he, he's humanity's version of the cockroach. He's going to make it. He'll survive the blast. <laughs> Just be him and, him and Keith Richards left. Oh, that's funny. Well, he fell out of a palm tree on his head 70 years old or something like that. Man. That was like, what, 50 years ago? He's tougher to find, though. That's a fact. A long time ago. All right, well, Boo-Boo wanted me to tell my favorite joke, so I'm going to tell it. Yeah, and uh, as a trigger warning, if, you, if, you, if you're easily offended, you might want to just skip to the end of the episode. <laughs> as a fellow walks into a bar with a monkey, and he asks the bartender if it's all right to bring the monkey, and the bartender said, yeah, I guess so. So the guy's sitting at the bar having a beer, and the monkey's playing with the pool balls on the table, and he picks up the cue ball, and he swallows it. And the bartender throws a fit, says, i got a pool tournament in here tonight. I can't believe you did that. You get out of here and throws the guy out. Well, the guy comes back a week later to return the cue ball, and he says, Do you, it, he said, I think my monkey's learned his lesson. Can I bring him in? The bartender said, I guess, but keep him away from the pool table. So the guy's sitting at the bar having a beer, and the monkey's just sitting there with him playing with the water on the bar. And, and the bartender says, he's a nice monkey. Can he have a peanut? The man said, yeah, sure. So the bartender slides the peanuts over to the monkey. The monkey picks up the peanut, sniffs at it, looks at it, and then reaches around behind him and puts it up under his tail. And, um, well, you know. And the bartender said, that's the nastiest thing I've ever seen. And the fellow said, well, ever since he passed that cue ball, he gauges everything before he eats it. <laughs> that's good. That's smart <laughs> well, thanks for listening. To tell it the other way you told it to us earlier. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast. Uh, follow us on social media at Hillbillies in the Holler and at Meet Buford on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. And you can also uh, follow us uh, uh, the, the redneck bus.com come and, and get some see us live and uh, and if you want us to come to your town and do a show like we're doing here in Middlesbrough well we can be had you can email us at meetbuford at gmail.com and uh, you can also give us suggestions for uh, future episodes and things like that and uh, but be careful how you word them suggestions we got feelings yeah, yeah exactly we've had a few suggestions and, and there weren't some of them weren't quite polite but Anyway, we appreciate y'all taking time out of your busy podcasting schedule to listen to our podcast. So, uh, <laughs> I noticed that. I hope you see a lady on, with two crutches and a dog pulled her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and that dog both got good energy. I can see that. Well, in the meantime, I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. I'm Diamond Jim. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to the Hillbillies and the Holler podcast. Come back next week for a whole lot more fun right here in downtown Boogertown.